Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 82 of the Archaeologist Podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I'm your host, Sean D. Knight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I call out our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have in Ark. Rico! Howdy, y'all. Uh, apparently, I was supposed to have this ready because he just said that. Uh, looks like I'm up person. to uh, 4705. You would think by now you'd have it ready to go at the start. Yeah, but that would yeah, imply Rico. not doing something else while I'm waiting for Ark to slowly not download. <laughs> uh, like the hey, hey. Uh, well, I would have my hours ready, but I'm not actually at my computer at the moment. But I would say that those number of hours is exactly the number of hours I reported uh, last week or the week before the because week before. I have been on vacation and have not played any Ark whatsoever. How how do you go on vacation and not play Ark? That's like not a vacation. <laughs> it's a vacation. Are you from Ark, Ark Mobile now. Altadine. Oh, yeah. I'm at 2,700. Yep. Um, Grubbard. Oh, what a quinkleek. I am also 2,700 hours. (laughs) And joining us for the first time, Powell. And I'm a measly 850 hours. Ooh, fresh faced. Fresh faced. Yeah. Somewhat. We're gentle. Been playing from day one, but still. <laughs> All right. A bit intermittently. Intermittently. So, quite a few things were announced this week. Unsurprisingly, Wildcard's Chinese owner, Snail Games has been busy milking all it can from the ARC brand with the release of PixArc Early Access and ARC Park on Steam. In addition, the Easter event was revealed. ARC Survival Evolved is coming to the Nintendo Switch. We'll also talk about further impressions with the second Dino TLC and talk about traps and their usefulness in PvP. And for those of you who are going to ask, yes, traps are gay. But before we get to all of that, let's hit up the YouTube comments. Gary Lawson said, don't, descri- don't subscribe to this channel. The podcast members harassed me and forced me to subscribe to this channel under duress. We did do that. We did. I, I have I, amazing I, mental <laughs> powers when I, when, I, when I don't want to. <laughs> no, I was, that was me. I, uh, he didn't want to follow the rules, so I, I told him he had to sub or lose his stone base. <laughs> Indeed. <And> he did. <laughs> the question is, is he still subscribed? I believe he is. I did reply to him said and re- said, um, one or two members did employ aggressive diplomatic overtures to entice you to subscribe to the channel. You know, overall, aggressive. I thought it was a diplomatic overtures. <laughs> it was a kind offer. We, we allowed him to keep his base. For the low, low fee of zero dollar. <laughs> we don't make a habit of wiping people's bases in order to get them to subscribe to the channel, just so you guys know. Uh, Thor, good to see you are still doing what you love. Keep up the good work. Hit me up if you ever need a guest on your podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm going to invite him in a future episode to hang out with us. And then Walking Sky said, just started listening about a month ago. This podcast makes my commute to work so much more enjoyable. You guys are awesome. Glad Yay, you're enjoying it. Yay. Uh, just a reminder, we are on iTunes now, so you guys don't have to come to YouTube and waste your all your uh, data caps downloading a video. Eliminating one more excuse I keep giving Sean for why I'm not listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's amazing, all the tribe mates that don't listen to this podcast, and then they ask the questions that we've already answered on the podcast. 
hey, hey uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, but one of the guys on my server asked me a simple question. I just uh, went start watching our podcast. We answered it somewhere. I think it was in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> just go watch all the podcasts and figure out which one it was. Just, just it watch was one all, of them. Just watch all 80 plus of them. You'll, you'll find what you need. Sean, hmm? you forgot to mention that I'm your first donor on Patreon. On Patreon? Yeah. You sure it was Patreon? Yeah. Apparently you didn't donate enough to show up. Yeah, apparently Patreon <laughs> didn't give me that notification. Well, I'm your first donor. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I didn't even get my shout out. Come on. I'm sorry. Speaking of shout outs, Rico, I am so sorry. Happy belated birthday. Oh, uh, thank you. You're actually the only person who remembered. I am so sorry. I forgot. I was going to mention it on last week's podcast, but it did slip my mind. It's not like I advertise or particularly care, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy on Facebook who will change the date of their birthday when the month comes around, so nobody gets the the uh, notification. I'm the guy who doesn't have Facebook, so no one will know. That, that works, too. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to threads and tweets. House of Keo had a TLC suggestion for the Onik and says... This creature needs some serious attention. One, make them breedable. Two, they should be able to latch onto your back and function like glider wings. Three, if doing the function as above. And two, this should damage your armor the same as glider wings. Four, finally give us an option to have them land upside down on the ceiling. Did they ever actually fix those so they can work? The onyx? Yeah, the last I remember, they were still having that uh, bug where they, you know, would just not ever land. I don't think they ever did. Pretty sure they never did. I don't think they were ever interpreted to land. Oh, they were never one seen of our, land. One of our, uh, uh, one of our allies back on uh, 8 had a bunch of onyx, and they were always at the ceiling above his base. Oh, like just would float? They would fly. Uh, whenever he'd put them off a of follow, they'd immediately start flying towards the ceiling so very slowly. It would take them hmm. several hours, but they would get to the world ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's buggy. I don't ever remember that. I just oh, have horrible yeah. nightmares of being attacked by them. <laughs> the Onyx are one of the creatures in Ark. That's like, why why tame it? Yeah. I do love the suggestion of using them as glider wings. Yeah, that would be cool. That on, like, Island and pretty much the maps that have that, or Seekers on the Aberration map. Mm, that would be yeah. pretty cool. be nice okay. to see, you just have the Seekers be tameable. What's worse, Ankh? Or spider. I like the spider. You know, I didn't want your opinion. You're not oh. supposed to give yours, remember? Sorry. It throws off the, the thematics. <laughs> I do find the spiders to be they're only creepy if they get the surprise if they manage to surprise you. Yeah. But they're so worthless that what what's their use now? Well, oh they they definitely are worthless. Alright, let's move on. So Arc Park VR was released on Steam and PlayStation VR. This was developed by Snail Games, so do with that as you will. It looks kind of cool, but it's for a niche audience. From the early trailers we saw the last time we talked about it to now, it is not the game I was expecting it to be. Yeah, because you can actually harvest stuff, you can build stuff in it, which is really weird. And if anybody is wondering what that new export feature in your Dinosaur's Options radial wheel is... It's for Arc Park. Yeah. So um, in the post, they say players begin their Arc Park adventure at a visitor center surrounded by life-sized holographic dinosaurs. 
well they'll where they'll learn about these creatures that they've only read about and seen in books and summer blockbusters from there players will have the option to explore multiple interactive act attractions on foot or in vehicles and on dinoback including a swamp forest desert snowy mountain range and more each attraction features stunningly rendered and realistic environments of the period inhabited by art creatures which can be found and captured through use of items, weapons, and puzzle solving. So yeah, it, once again, niche market because while VR took seemed to take off in the beginning, it has tapered off a little bit. I know PlayStation VR sold, what, 2 million units the last time I heard? Um, well, the, the I'd say this, sold I, would, I would actually probably get this if I had a VR headset yeah. and it didn't give me migraines. True. Now, according to uh, Steam Spy, uh, first of all, when it launched, it didn't even get into the top 10 uh, best-selling games on Steam when it launched. And currently, it has only around 1,300 owners on the Steam platform. Not surprising. You think nah, we're going to really. see that number continue to shoot up, or VR owners are going to kind of shy away from this? I don't know. VR is still like a developing structure Market. because... Yeah, like first off, they're they're expensive. Like mm-hmm. four, five, six hundred dollars for a VR headset, and then all the things that come with it pretty much could add up to a grand. And then with like uh, Rico said, the headache thing. What's some people just get headaches from that, but with the visuals inside the VR, they have to be like pretty much perfect for your eyes like the hertz Mm -hmm. the focus everything and if like your vr headset's not level that throws off like everything in your body it's just really tweaky and i think it needs a little bit more development i know sean gives this cheaper well we know that (laughs) is it is this the episode where everybody's just gonna be bashing on me probably jeez i i don't need this is it any of Wow, thanks guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we uh, love you. Speaking of headaches, Pixar is now available on Steam Early Access. And once again, this is developed by Snail Games, not Wildcard. And this is the Minecraft version of Ark Survival Evolved. I'll probably yeah. more my speed. Yeah. Yeah, I think so... we quit the tribe to go play it. <laughs> it's currently retailing for $24.99 on Steam, but it is on sale for $19.99. And we'll go for that price until April the 3rd, where we'll go back to full price. So I heard on a particular Discord that apparently a lot of the old hacks that you can do in Ark Survival Evolve, you can do in Pixar, and that's already being taken advantage of. <laughs> like what? So, um, I'm guessing undermeshing, some of the duping, things like that. That's I funny. didn't really hear yeah, that's funny. or read what specifically were still there from the old game, because apparently, according to one of the hackers... It's using an older arc build or based off an older arc build that didn't compensate for cheating and all that. But uh, yeah, obviously this is trying to cater to the younger market, the Minecrafters out there. And it seems to be doing all right. It's in the top 10 most sold games on Steam right now. Hasn't hit number one spot, but it is at spot number two. I mean, I'm willing to try it. Yeah. Is that like week or month or what? Uh, It just came out today or yesterday, so today well, i know at least one of our old tribe mates is currently playing it as we speak so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh according to steam spy about 3900 no 5400 copies at minimum were sold 
And um, there's been 50 new videos already uploaded since yesterday with 1.6 million views, 14,900 comments. So yeah, it's gaining some traction. But um, one of the biggest things against it is that right now the PvP servers are set up in a way that it's five days of PvE and then two days of PvP, from what I gathered. So is that like weekdays PvE and PvP? I guess so. I don't know for sure, but if that is the case and it stays like that, the PvP scene I think is going to be dead pretty quickly. Well, then again, it's structured structured to like kids and kids. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see that in a way because, like, like, let's say a whole bunch of adults just hop on just to grief. Right. During the week. You think that isn't going to happen already? I could see it happening already, but at least, like, they have but, five days so, of PvE. <laughs> this is catering to the kids, but they got to pay for it. Why would they play Pixark over, that, let's say, Ark on mobile, which is, I believe, free to play? Do you think their can Snail Games is cannibalizing itself at this point? And that they've set Pixar up to fail with the younger audience. Well, pay for Minecraft as well. Mm -hmm. Well, how's Minecraft doing on mobile? I, I just somehow I don't think that Pixar could be a good mobile game, or Ark in general would be a good mobile game. I know they're trying to push I, it to I, be that. But. Well, I think they're trying to push it because look at like all the battle royales. Fortnite just went mobile. PUBG just went mobile, and they see that scene like oh, a lot of people are wanting the mobile, and then oh, let's mm -hmm. Ark mobile. Um, for Minecraft Mobile, what is it? The Pocket Edition sold 21 million copies last I heard. Wow. I know. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> I watched my kid play it, and I'm like, how the hell can you stand doing that? What's wrong? I love I mean, Minecraft. I don't mind Minecraft. The game mobile, is good, so. but the platform is just horrible for yeah. long-term play. Well, Fortnite is taking off in crazy amounts of numbers on mobile right oh, now. Yeah. Though, uh, the only way... Yeah, go ahead. The only way I would do Arc Mobile is if I could actually connect to the server that we play on. And right. the only reason I would connect is to imprint on a dyno. Yeah, that agree with 100%. Like, if, if I was at work, I could just log the on regular game? and print. Perfect. Yeah. And that's one of the things, like, you spend three days raising whatever the heck it is. And mm -hmm. it once imprints every eight hours. Times you're at work, when that imprint wants to go up, what are you going to do? Just sit at work and say, oh, well, I'm not going to get 100% improved. Now that's more or less been your option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm, I might be looking at this as a PC elitist because uh, maybe by putting it on mobile, you're really just opening the game up to people who don't have PCs. Maybe that there's just an untapped um, market out there. The, the mobile market is completely PC master PC master race. <laughs> Gotta build a PC. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it does open it up to a new market. It's just whether or not that market will be receptive to it. You look at Nintendo's attempts to get onto the mobile market, but their their way of doing it has failed, with the exception of Pokemon Go in many cases. They brought Mario over to the mobile platform, but you had to pay for it for the full game. Nobody's going to pay 10 I think it was $10 for the Mario That's game stupid. on mobile. It's like, really, Nintendo? You're still way behind on everything. But um, they're trying to correct that course with... Uh, I forget what game they're going to release that's going to be free-to-play. Mm, I have to look it up later, but uh, yeah. So Pixar, it's out. Whether it'll come to mobile, I I think they're gonna try and put it, bring it to mobile. I think they will. Yeah. All right. That's so funny. Spirit Box, it's not a very demanding game, game, anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. Kahor Kahoru, I guess, um, posted a video showing a Sarko 
oversight with the Sarko's death roll, essentially not doing any damage and things like that. And Wildcard Chris responded saying, it's unintended that it doesn't damage something that it can't roll. We have a fix for that one coming. It also appears to be the case that it can't roll everything that it should. I'll get a bug filed on that. Thanks for passing this along. So they're working on it. They do have some uh, fixes for the TLC number two in this week's patch. We were supposed to record on Sunday. We had to push it back to Tuesday. So that's when we're doing it. Just like to point out as there, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the Easter event was announced this week as well. And it's all right, supposedly. They didn't give a date for when they were launching it. According to them, they said, they said once our console patch is clear, it's a certification process. Survivors will be able to experience the excellent adventure event on all platforms. Uh, during it's like the... two weeks after Easter, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, they they wanted to start this weekend, well, is what they said. Yeah. And this is going to said... have. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Okay. Uh, during excellent adventure, survivors will be able to collect special bunny eggs across the arc from wild bunny dodos and bunny overrafters. These bunny eggs can paint or be used in special cooking pot recipes to craft holiday-themed items, such as bunny ears, a bunny costume for the Procoptodon, two brand new cosmetics, the knitted chick hat and eggshell hat for both survivor and dinos. Uh, wild creatures roaming the arcs will also find themselves feeling excellent. Ugh. Sporting bright uh, colors are green, magenta, yellow, and blue. Wild dinos are replaced by bunny dodos uh, with ears tame and disabled and drop 50% consumable dodo eggs and 50% bunny eggs. Wild overraptors are replaced by bunny overraptors with ears tame and disabled and drops 50% consumable overraptor eggs and 50% bunny eggs. The bunny eggs can be placed on the ground and painted. They the eggs will expire after approximately two weeks from in from everybody's inventories and placed eggs will immediately decay once the event is turned off. So, yeah, and I believe there's going to be two times as well, but no breeding. Meh. Yeah, I'm really not digging the colors. I mean, Easter colors are just reprehensible to me. You're not into the pastels? No, I hate pastel colors. Ugh. Who is into pastels, honestly? <laughs> That's it. That's my new theme color from now on. Oh, nope. I'll have to kick you from the tribe. Can't, nope. Can't deal with it. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> A spray gun and some pastel colors. I, I think we have some bases to paint. <laughs> So, uh, in light of the Easter event announcement, Scrub Casual went to Reddit and wrote, This upcoming event, plus almost every other, has been for official servers only on consoles. Anyone in single player, non-dedicated, or even the people who bought a second console or PS Plus copy of the game just to run a server still can't access the event. Instead, all we can do is just spawn the items via admin commands. No cool colored dinos, no event to participate in, no Easter dodos, etc. This happened on Christmas 2. We didn't get anything. I don't know why they can't just put a temporary option in the server setup screen that we can tick called Enable Current Event to allow us to participate. If there was no current event, it would just do nothing. I've always thought these events were cool, but me and my server never get to participate in any of them. A lot of people on console play on non-official servers because if you think they are buggy or laggy on PC, just imagine what it's like here. I know console isn't as important and we always get the short end of the stick and that's fine. It took us like four plus months to get Ragnarok after it released, but come on. 
If you're going to use your time to make and re-release these events, at least let everyone play it. I know there's a lot of complaining on this sub, and that ticks people off, and most probably don't play on console, so they won't care, but this sucks for those of us it affects. Seems like a fair point. Yep. Yeah, I know why he's angry. Yeah. Now, Walcon Jed uh, responded to this, saying, Our goal is to eventually allow the events to be enabled and disabled through the UI on console, but we don't currently have the tech to do that since it's handled server-side. That's why to allow it on Steam, for example, you have to go in and change the launch options yourself. It's not technically in the game for PC either, but the command line tells your single player to run a bunch of server-side changes to itself. Console doesn't have any hacky ways to get it to work in the same way yet. It's certainly not a case of console not being important to us. Admittedly, it has slipped in terms of priority in the past during development, but it's back near the top of our list currently. There are two types of changes we can make to the game, and those are client-side changes and server-side changes. Hopefully, I can explain this in a way that makes sense. Changing the color and spawning of dinos is done server-side, and is easier to do than to make client changes. We can turn off server-side events without having to do another patch the day of the of the end of an event. We simply tell the server to stop running the event. There isn't a way to do that in single-player or on the host menu. To change Dino Color's client side would be almost like us making a mod for the game, which is not easy and kind of a pain to do for something that we can then go and take back out again less than two weeks later. The idea with enabling it via UI is to make it so technically the event is on your console so we don't have to add it and then remove it again. You just have to turn it on or turn it off kind of like how you would turn on Primitive Plus mode. That's the end goal anyways. That makes an obvious amount of sense, which is annoying because I really want to say mean things uh, to Jen. <laughs> you know, the, I guess one side comment here is she talked about, well, now it's high priority on our list. I'd like to see that list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of goes back to my comments a couple of weeks ago. Right? It, it, it's if they would publicize the bugs that they're fixing with, like by by you know allowing free access to their bug tracking software, that would probably make a lot of people a lot less frustrated. Because they'd understand mm-hmm. the scope of everything they were working on and what the priorities were and stuff like that. Yeah. So, obviously, with the Easter event coming in, people were no, assuming that there would be a two times breeding event, but that's obviously not going to be the case. And uh, when asked on Twitter, Jet replied to this saying, We prefer if the events are more rare, perhaps around holiday times or special occasions, not always. In 2017, we were a bit overzealous with them, so we're cutting back. That I agree. Hmm last year was mm-hmm. getting to where you expected it i do like the more often the harvesting but breeding i can mm-hmm. see just to keep the population a little bit lower it's getting too crazy you know you yeah. say that but i'd like they to see times eight yeah <laughs> if if they make them rare maybe they can make them more boostier or something or more dramatic i don't know yeah. or, or do them at the same rate but they have occasionals like super events right oh god They'll probably do it for the next uh, charity event they participate. What was it last year? I, uh, what was the name of the charity event they did? Or if they came out with a new DLC for Dino and then just boost that Dino. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's set up the patch notes. In patch 279.224, they temporarily allowed Ragnarok Puzzle Cave building to allow players to evacuate the area. This will last for one week in order for players to move out any creatures left here. On the 27th of March, we'll be disabling buildings, so make use of this time, which is already, well, which is today, actually. Uh, Fix an issue that caused the player to be ejected from the saddle when using the raptor pounce. Fixed a bug that made moss shops rideable, which was a lot of fun to do, by the way. Um, 
Fix an issue that caused pre-patch Argent's lack ability to craft in their saddle. Fix the looping of the spinal torpor animation. But uh, yeah, just before we keep going on, moss shots were writable. And I noticed that as I was writing it, all this hair was above the moss shot. So I felt like I was Bayonetta with all the hair she has. <laughs> it was really weird. That just sounds strange. <laughs> what awesome. It's picturing a moss shops with high heels. <laughs> what is it? Rule 34? Rule 42? Whatever. Yeah, moaning, um, making bones that make everyone that hears them uncomfortable. <laughs> um, in patch 279.2245, they added support for Arc Park Dino export features. So in other words, you can send your dinos from Ark Survival Vault into Ark Park to check them out. That's novel. Which, as I said, is via mm-hmm. that you go into your options and it's in the uh, it's in the options wheel on the dinosaurs. So. Yep. And then I'd let uh, a few other oh. people try that first before you go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 279.233, which was today on Tuesday, it was a what was it a 2.3 gigabyte patch. It included the excellent. Adventure content, though it's not activated, they're waiting. And then multiple mesh and base exploit fixes. The Raptor pack buff now lasts for 45 seconds. Their global banlist URL has been updated. The fix they fixed a Raptor basic attack audio issue. Fixed aberrant tricolorization. Sarcos can now hurt target on roll even if it can't carry it. Fixed crash when equipping empty folders. Updated Argent Claw Grab back to original weight restrictions. Fixes for Force Flea from the Parasaur. Fixes for Parasaur not attacking targets when ordered to. Raptor can no longer pounce very small things like insects. Fixed for Trike getting stuck charging. Players can no longer build in the Puzzle Cave on Ragnarok. And the Spino Hydration Buff timing out while in the water. I think they still haven't fixed that. I'll have to double check. Uh, pin the target no longer stays down if Raptor is killed. Remove pounces while being carried. Fix for Argent grabbing through the walls. So yeah, a lot of well, uh, so fixes for the TLCs. What are they doing with the Spino? Uh, so it's hydration buff. When it goes into the water, it gets that buff, water buff, where it gets increased attack damage, speed, and all that. It was yeah. wearing off while you were in the water. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I thought that was actually intended so you don't just sit in the water and just get super OP. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have to test that because I am i don't think they properly got that done. I haven't checked it out. I haven't ruined my Spino today. Better have a Spino egg incubating, though. Yeah. So, some decent patches. I, mean, I wish they would let us know what kind of mesh and base exploits they fixed, but they'll never tell you because I guess they don't want other people to go along that train of thought and come up with new tactics on top of the old ones. Exactly. That's why a bug <laughs> list would be a bad idea. Yeah. Well, it is now time to entrap our listeners with some captivating chat as we carefully stroll down Arc Avenue. Oh, God. <laughs> so... This is inspired because uh, HOD Gaming or Hod Gaming put up a video where they were using traps in the, for P- while they were PvPing and trying to do some raiding, and they use them very effectively. And you know, traps are underutilized a lot in this game by many people, and I try to use them as much as possible. You now you got the poison traps. The IEDs themselves 
rather self-destructive. So not a lot of people use those, but the large bear traps, the bear traps, the plant wise, all very, very important. Those, the, the three I just mentioned, those tend to be the primary users. But even then, a lot of people don't use them when it comes to PvP and tend to forget about them. I've got about as much skill PvP as a wild Akatina, but watching that video inspired me to start carrying around a few more traps. Yeah, right? Here's the question. Has anybody built a radio? We had one back in the late I did days. once. Yeah. I did once. There's no use for it. <laughs> Why have an engram for it? Take it out of the game. Maybe yeah, people don't want to use Discord? one of the most useless uh, things in the game, so... The radio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be handy to give to folks that you didn't want to give your Discord out or TeamSpeak out, but that's the only thing I could think of. Like, in the TeamSpeak days, it made more sense, because sometimes you don't want to give out your IP. Yeah. I got one from Hitler once. (laughs) So, let's go back to the question at hand. Why is it that people tend to forget to utilize traps while they're fighting? I think it's it's more along the lines of they don't take the time to craft them ahead of time. Mm Mm-hmm. You ever step in your own trap room? That's one thing that should happen. You should not be able to get stuck in your own trap. Bear traps, for example. I guess that would be one of the primary reasons why people don't use them. They tend to step in them themselves. Yeah, like, let's lay down a whole bunch of bear traps, and, oh, we just got three of our dinos stuck in our own bear (laughs) traps. I I can't count the number of times I stepped in a bear trap around one of our bases. I can't remember the last time I even stepped into a bear trap. I was in Iceberg fixing things and just, Rico, come around back. Why? Just come around back. <laughs> it was like yesterday when our server, we landed on some bear traps. And what did I do? I walked right into a bear trap, got Drake stuck, had to sit there and wait. Sean, do you realize how many times I've walked into bear traps you set up on Scorched Earth? How is that my problem? Ones. It's completely your problem. You put them by the doors. Yes, and I would <laughs> always say, okay, guys, the you did prove down. how effective they were. Yeah. Don't walk outside. <laughs> Come on, you know, I it, leave nice. an announcement saying that I left them out there, set down so that you'd have to just pick them up real quickly so you can get outside. When you incorporate traps in the actual architecture, it's pretty cool. Yes. Like, I've, I've seen some big bases with, like, a thousand traps on the roof, and that's, like, practically their ceiling is made out of traps. You know, uh, bear traps in that particular case. That's kind of neat. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Though um, they did give a, a nerf kind of a kind of nerf to the the traps, the bear traps, where it's thirty seconds of deployment before they're ready to be used. But even then, it's worth taking the time, especially if you set up. Now in Hod's uh, video, you know they utilize the traps in conjunction with uh, turrets as well. And once again, use them very effectively to take out the riders and then quickly kill the dinos with the compound bows or whatever they had to hand, like flamethrowers. And uh, plant-wise are also another great one that you can carry with you. It's just, I always seem to have a problem that when I go to the plant-wise that we have growing, they never have any traps in them growing. I also don't like the decay on them. Yeah. I noticed that. I check the plant-wise, like, almost. Almost. You cut out there. <laughs> almost. Oh, <laughs> almost religiously. And okay. Like... They're never there, really. Yeah, and you can't really stack them like you can with the Z fruits, where it's a stack of a hundred, and they have a long decay timer. It's like four-hour decay timer for a Z is fruit. It, is it possible that they've already all been placed and they haven't been set off yet? No, pretty sure yeah. that's not the case. Because we would see them on the ground if that were true. But then again, they decay after what thirty minutes, 
when they've been deployed as well. Mm. So I think Wildcard needs to make it so that they don't decay while they're in the crop plot so people can pick them up when they need them. And then once they're picked up, then the decay timer starts. Because this is ridiculous where yesterday the server was being invaded. We had no plant-wise growing in the crop plots. We had to wait for them to grow for some reason. Yeah, they're, really... they're just really strong. Like, if you watch Hod's videos, like, mm -hmm. he traps people left and right all day. And, like, oh, yeah. you watch the same person run into the same trap in ex the exact same position, like, nine different times. And he gets, like, nine or, like, nine kits. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And then once you've got them trapped, you can use, like, bolos or poison grenades yeah. or Z-fruit as your supplementing items to further incapacitate them and then kill them. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, bolos themselves, as... Even though they're not a trap, they work like traps where they immobilize your opponent for a certain amount of time, and you can have your way with them. Not that way. <laughs> for all you perverts out there. Still confused as to why bolos prevent, uh, prevent you from, uh, which is a guns or melee. Rico. I, it's one of them, and it's just like... <laughs> melee. My hands are not affected by a bola. <laughs> they're really good bolos. Mm. Yeah, apparently. They, they uh... They wrap around uh, uh, those tiny little things that are barely length of your arm, wrap around your entire t uh, body. Look, yep. it's arc logic. <laughs> Good point. And so, one thing mm -hmm. I think should get fixed is the handcuffs. I think because, what, we had that prisoner there for four hours until Mystery Man came to save him, and somehow he took his handcuffs off through a dino gate and huh. got him free. And that was just completely bugged. Like, yeah. Yeah, you want to trap happen. people, you want to trap people. <laughs> yeah, and he was through the dino gate. There was no way a level 2 could somehow get into that dino gate and free him by taking off his cuffs. Like, he had to, like, glitch through the ground or something to take the cuffs off. Or there wasn't any damage There was to an the option. Gate. Yeah, like, there was an option through the gate to take off the cuffs. Mm -hmm. I, I just think going back I was to really common... sad. Going back to a comment earlier about like uh, setting off your own traps, the places I want to put traps are the choke points, the more more yeah. commonly walked routes, and that's where I'm going to set my own traps off. Just let me <laughs> nowhere so I don't get the drakes stuck in the trap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, to so... be honest, I never thought to use traps during combat except for when we were already losing and. When you're losing the base, you're just start deploying stuff. Uh, uh, you know, okay, they're gonna come through that door in a few seconds. Put some C4 over there. That way, when they uh, when they detonate it, it's gonna be a bigger boom than they expect. <laughs> so and we accidentally crash the server. Speaking of booms, the, the IED. You know, back in legacy days when I was first uh, in the game, you could place them anywhere so long as they were close enough to with the rope put between them. And then. That got nerfed to where you can only place them on your own foundation, which is still stupid to this day. That happened. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't think... read patch notes very much. Yeah. <laughs> the the IEDs are just a bad idea overall, unless they were that restriction was moved removed again. See, to I my think. mind, they shouldn't be able to put you shouldn't be able to put them on a uh, on any kind of foundation. They should be something you put somewhere in the wild. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. And same with the, the narc traps. Or I think they have the same restriction. But the at least the, the narco traps, the narcotic traps, they have the similar restriction as the IEDs. But at least they're not going to damage your own structures and they will knock out the enemy just like it was if it was a poison grenade because that's essentially what it is with just a tripwire on it. So those are useful to use, except 
I think once again, your tribe mates can set those off. Which is at least back when I was in Pepperidge Farm, you couldn't set your own off because we actually had those all over the base. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You'll set them off, but you won't you won't knock yourself out. I think. Yeah, uh, we'd have to test it. Again uh, oh no, we see. had to reset them after we walked past them. Ah, but um, yeah, not just using bear traps to anticipate a fight or a raid. I mean, at least do that, but. Using them right there in the thick of things is also pretty interesting to do. And you got to be able to think about these things while you're fighting and trying to survive and dodge all the bullets and the flame arrows. Well, during our. Speaking uh... of traps. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to start making some narco, uh, narcotic <laughs> grenades. Yeah, poison grenades are great. Yeah, poison grenades. So for when your tribe mates decide to play, uh, play around. I don't know hey. what you're talking about. Fine. Tink, tink, tink. All, all, all you're going to do is fall asleep for a little bit. <laughs> Fine. Th thanks to Sean and another one of our tribe mates, I got so used to the sound of our uh, <laughs> grenades that the, on the first tank, I was already running. Yep. <laughs> and that's, you got to learn to have that reaction. When you hear that tink sound on the ground, you run because you don't know. Well, actually, they did change. The sound of uh, a narc grenade compared to the regular grenade, if I remember correctly. Do they really? Yeah, they. Yeah, uh, I think I saw that in the patch But have yet the, to uh, actually listen to The narc grenades sound a little more hollow, oddly enough. They're a little more tinny. Right. Hmm. I'll go make but, up a few. Test. You know, that was something you had to react fast, especially if you were on your dinos. If I'm on a flyer and I, especially a Quetzal, and I suddenly hear the tink, I know to immediately fly up because they're always trying to knock out the riders with poison grenades. I think they're a great distraction if you're being attacked. Yes. I, I think people tend to overreact to them a little bit too. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. So they're cool. What I also used to do uh, back in the legacy days was I would put down the large bear traps, especially if they were trying to utilize um, the Quetzal to grab people. I would stand right next to that large bear trap because it would usually be hidden in the snow drifts or anything like that. And every now and then it worked because it would try to grab me and all of a sudden get stuck in the large bear trap. Cool. First time we ever used bear traps in combat was, uh, once again, the, 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 that volcano battle at the uh, onset of the of Vesardo War. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Somebody said something. And I just uh, told a bunch of people, okay, stop uh, stop repair, uh, repairing armor for a second. We need a bunch of bear traps. We, they're going to come right back down that path in a few minutes. And then, like, three guys just stripped off of everything. This had nothing but bear traps in their inventory and just ran out and started placing them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, traps are very useful for PvP. I'm going to have a link to uh, Hod Gaiman's video just so you guys have a reference for it because it's a fantastic video that he did. And how he utilized the the bear traps and the plant wise. It's always great to watch his videos when he's PvPing. So that'll be in the video description for the YouTube. Yeah, sweet I'll try and... compound bow too. Yeah. Oh man, in mid air, that was fantastic. And then following that up with the the grapple shot onto the corpse. But uh, I'll if I remember, I'll try to include on the iTunes description as well because that's very limited in what I can type in and sometimes I hit the the limit with introductions and all that but let's move on to the main topics of tonight the first being that ARK is coming to the Nintendo Switch this fall 2018 now it was over a year ago in episode 24 where we talked about the Nintendo Switch when somebody had brought up the idea of 
it being of Ark being ported to the Nintendo Switch, and we spent two minutes laughing at it and saying this will never happen. And I guess we're gonna uh, have to eat some crow, but well, I don't think we're gonna have to yet. eat too much crow. So yeah, as you said, like they, it, it's not happening yet. Now. Wildcard posted an announcement on their Reddit forum saying, we're excited to announce today that Ark Survival Evolved will be stomping its way onto the Nintendo Switch in the fall of 2018. Ark Survival Evolved on Switch includes the complete contents and features of the original game. From the massive and mysterious Ark Island to more than 100 prehistoric and fantasy-inspired creatures such as the T-Rex, the Giga, Rock Drake, and Reaper. Hundreds of hours of exploring, crafting, survival, and combat await players as they go it alone or group up with thousands of other survivors to explore the island and solve the mysteries of the Ark. The Nintendo Switch version of Ark will be developed by a partner studio, Abstraction Games, who also handles the PS4 port, and we can't wait for it. The handheld mode provides a fantastic new capability for survivors who want to immerse themselves in the vast worlds of Ark fully. With this new version, Switch players can go directly from hunting and taming while sitting on the couch to forming online tribes and searching out new conquests when on the bus, waiting in line, or whatever they happen to be. So yes, this was announced during this year's GDC. Those moments when your signal drops just a little bit too much. <laughs> you know, the community response to this, I think, is rather predictable, or at least was. But mm-hmm. I, I really don't have a problem with them making other platforms or enabling other platforms with this game. Because um, people are like, oh, they're just trying to do it to make money. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a business. <laughs> That's kind of their shtick. <laughs> but right. uh, I, I, if they can do it in a way that doesn't sacrifice uh, attention on the main PC game, which, you know... And it sounds like that's what they're doing. If, they're, if they've got a studio dedicated to just, to just doing this work, then I, I think that's the right approach. Because mm-hmm. the more platforms they have it on, the harder it's going to be to keep this thing um, coherent. Yeah, I look at uh, a game, another game I used to play, Planetside. Um, they went multi-platform with PC and then PlayStation. And when that mm-hmm. happened, they had to start making a lot of sacrifices in the code base to, to satisfy the, the PlayStation restrictions, particularly with graphics. Graphics, I would assume view distance as well would be another big hit. Take it big was hit. things like uh, getting rid of physics, turning down mm-hmm. some things that were just super high-end features of NVIDIA. and uh, I mean, they weren't game-breaking, but it was noticeable. So there's an interview with uh, Abstraction CEO Ralph Egas when he was talking to GameIndustry.biz. And I, I thought there were a couple red flags in here, such as uh, he goes to say, we did not expect to get a keynote announcement, meaning at GDC this year. But then again, our client didn't expect us to deliver a build that is this advanced already. I got an email from Jeremy Stiegler at Studio Wildcard, who said our build was so robust and impressive that they decided to demonstrate it live during Epic's keynote. That's big news for us. Most companies usually have a plan A and a plan B, and it's plan B that they're banking on. But we delivered plan A, and they didn't expect it. They wanted a first playable at this point, but we actually have created something you could almost send for certification. That's how we try to operate. They didn't expect that, and that's why they're all of a sudden shifting gear and going doing an entire presentation at GDC. So they, they talked about, about their history of the company, what they've done so far. And in regards to the Switch port, he says, Switch is not as powerful as a PS4 or Xbox One. Everyone knows that. Having said that, the difference isn't as big as the general perception would have you believe. In some locations, you need to downsize a bit on the distance you're able to view, but not as much as you think compared with Xbox One and PS4. Obviously, in terms of Xbox One X and PS4 Pro, 
that's a different story. But compared with the base platforms, Switch is not that bad. Performance is not really the issue. The issue instead is in the size of cartridges. The 32GB cartridges are expensive. You shouldn't be wanting to do that. So we need to fit everything on a 16GB cartridge, whereas the standard game on PS4 is much, much larger. It's a crazy ratio we're talking about. However, thankfully, there are a lot of opportunities for reduction without changing anything anyone will notice. Another thing we can do is do a cartridge version and then do staggered downloads to make the game complete. That's probably the hardest part, finding all the new technicalities and quirks that you get with a new platform. Of course, with the runtime memory footprint, there's not much as PS4 or Xbox One, so that means you need to reduce the content that is being used at any one time. Partially, that's a case of having fewer dinos here or there and downsizing an actual content experience, but that's only a bit. The rest is just from clever compression algorithms. Less turrets. Yeah, just lower the uh, the um, texture mapping on the uh, on the ground rocks. That usually solves the problems in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Game limits. I still think it's gonna be super laggy. So and like, oh, without a doubt, I'm just you know you're on the bus and you lose signal for you know a quarter second and disconnect. Yeah. So I like the idea. In. <laughs> so obviously things like 4K resolution, probably 1080p resolution of dinos and assets are probably gonna take a big hit. Because I think uh, Nintendo Switch is what 720p, so that's right Not there. The looks are already being downscaled too. But it'll still look good in a small display, though. Yeah, whether it'll run well, I'm really curious about because I gotta find the quote because he was all over the place. Um, so, I mean, this is like the first time I've heard someone mention the Nintendo Switch in quite some time. So yeah. All right, here we go. So Studio Wildcard only asked for a first playable. That's not even a straightforward port. They just want to be able to play it, but maybe sound isn't there yet, or no cutscenes, or not all the controls are implemented yet. Maybe you can walk and do this and that, but you can't craft anything yet. That's the first playable, and that's what we agreed. But we went all the way and did a straightforward port on every subsystem, and then some. We still have some work to do, but it's already running close to 30 frames per second in most cases. Now, I... Obviously, we're not a console crowd, but I believe that, uh, what was the latest Zelda game? It just flew out of my mind. Nobody? Nope. What was the question? Really? Um, Breath of the Wild. Oh, what? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I think that wasn't running at 30 frames per second throughout the entire game. There were always some dips in frame rates for that game. I assume that's going to be the same for Ark. Not to mention, so, the tribe system. What are they going to use for voice chat on the Switch? Because for the Switch, voice comms is done through a smartphone or another mobile device, not through the Switch itself. I was about to say you're just going to have to uh, have a huge Skype call or something <clears throat> through your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But I don't know. I see them taking a big hit on view distance, a big hit on turret limits, a big hit on the the tame limit, dino tame limits. But if they if they start their game experience with those limits, I don't think it's going to be as jarring. Right. It, it would be jarring for those crazy art players out there who want to play it on Switch. But for for an audience that really doesn't have any experience with art, yeah, I could see that. I just find it really hard that they're going to be able to get it to stick on a 16 gigabyte cartridge. Not yeah, to mention considering. Yeah. It's insane because the Switch has no real space for saving things. You have to buy additional cartridges or you got to upgrade it. It's 
don't know. I think these guys are chewing off more than they expect. I just but... know, like, I I have Breath of the Wild, and, like, when there's a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. it's it gets real rough. So, like, you know, if, if you want to have, like, Nintendo Switch Alpha Tribe, like, the mega bases and stuff, like, they're going to be to, like, the equivalent of, you know, like, a PC Xbox or PS4 mid-sized tribe base there's no way you're gonna be able to pull it off like it'd be rough at the start i think until they can buff everything out indeed so it's gonna know, be it might work out well yeah i mean i guess the big question is will they this company be able to get this out in fall 2018 is the other question i guess we'd have to ask well, apparently they're already massively ahead of schedule so mm-hmm. yeah they've but... been a lot better with deadlines than they have in the past though too Right, and these yeah, are the stopped, guys. They stopped giving specific deadlines. <laughs> uh, in the month of February, we didn't say it was 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this develops. We'll try. I, I, I personally want to stay on top of this because I want to see how this turns out because it's going to be one of the more interesting stories for the Nintendo Switch, which needs all the stories you can get. Okay, Switch, I'll get my kid to buy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you can tell us how it runs, but... Uh, yeah. I, he'll return it in the next week. Do you just, think this game will burn out Nintendo Switch units, especially in a PvP setting? I don't what see them that? burning out. Getting thrown across the room... <laughs> <laughs> just think being able to keep it beside your pillow at night so whenever you're imprinting you just roll over and imprint your dinos <laughs> that might burn out of switch leaving it on for like 12 hours <laughs> oh yeah one thing Ooh, about yeah. PC I never turn it off I'll, I'll leave it on so <laughs> that Nintendo switch can have a short lifespan they're gonna melt yeah. house fires on the news because yeah. of arc you know, um, I, and I forgot to mention this when we talked about it earlier in the podcast where we were talking about PixArk. One of the quotes that I heard going around, uh, and this was brought to our attention by Nightwind, was, uh, wanted you to fix Ark, not pix it. But I'm bummed. Me. With that said, let's move on to uh, Dino TLC number two. Now, last week we talked about what came in the patch, but now we're going to talk about our impressions. I love this panel. I think oh, everybody oh loves God, this final, yes. so Rico, feel free to gush away. Okay, I've got, I mean, I, I've been building up a massive uh, spino herd to get ready to start uh, to start breeding them if they turned out as well as they did, and I mean, just the way they walk now is amazing. They used to just sort of lomp around like a over, uh, like like an oversized Great Dane or something, and now they actually swing that massive bulk uh, as they're moving, and just that hissing roar that, that they'll get and mm-hmm. that yeah. feeling of coming up out of the water and just gnawing in on a huge group of of critters it's so much more impressive than it used to be fortunately i haven't really gotten the chance to really swim around with them a lot because i've been kind of busy with admin roles but just to, just messing around with them on land and during the tames and dear god having them chase me around the places i'm trying to tame them <laughs> Used to be, I was I had gotten down uh, down pat the dodging uh, dodging of them, and they're just so much more agile than they used to be. They're extremely fast now, especially when they get the water buff. I use them as giant guard dogs at my base now. 
I've got a hole <laughs> in the middle of the place I'm building my base. It falls into a water cavern. So it's kind of important that my wandering guard dogs can swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should so, build a boat. Uh, this is about a boat. <laughs> so which version of it do you like? The biped version or the quadruped? Which is your favorite? I, I mean, stance. I can't really... I mean... I can't really give a, a favorite, but I mean, obviously, I the, the fact is I'm, I'm a huge fan of the actual Spinosaurus, so seeing it be able to move the way it's supposed to is always a, is always awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you this, guys, in, in a PvP setting, which is more dangerous now, the Spino or the T-Rex? Hmm. What categories? In terms of going at it at each other do we see a shift in saying that the rex isn't going to be used as much spinos are going to be taking the place of the rex in terms of being the frontline fighters going in and attacking i don't know about you guys but none of my spinos can get anywhere near the health my rexes can so the rex is always going to have because it's got uh, i mean the spinal might be able to out dps them but the raw damage and soak of a rex I mean, you might see a lot more mixing of the two, in my opinion, but I, mm-hmm. you're still going to need the frontline soaker, so... It's harder yeah. to store. I was about to say, because before the TLC patch, they everybody just chose a Rex because of the health and all that, but if you're close to water, like, you're definitely going to want to have a few Spinos, because how OP that buff is, mm-hmm. and yeah, I could see it getting nerfed in the future, because they like to do that, they'll release one thing it gets op everybody complains and then nerf it mm-hmm. i, I see. definitely see like if somebody's built next to water taming yeah. a bunch of spinos i certainly see them being uh, great skirmishers going after the uh raiders and the runners on the ground because they're so running down now. damage rexes mm-hmm. that's where i really see them winning a lot oh, of fights. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah indeed so given how powerful this is this patch has made them do you think we're gonna see an increase in their raisin times for the spino coming from wild card nah really i'll just i mean have, have they increased instead. historically have they re- increased raisin times on other dinos yeah they did just... are uh, parasairs and quetzals i believe yeah or parasairs no. and diplos parasairs and diplos are take as much time as a quetzal now and brontos don't forget brontos hmm Although those are all the big, soaky platform dinosaurs. We mm-hmm. haven't really seen it with anything else. Yeah, that's true. But do you think the Spino will warrant that kind of same treatment? I, If I remember right, they're, they're what, only like 12 hours or something less than a Rex? Uh, yeah, I think they're like a three-day oh, wow. raisin from yeah. start to finish. I mean, I mean, at most, you might see them pushing closer to a Rex, but I still don't see them as the... I mean, the Rex is still going to be the main battle tank. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that in the soaking up damage. I mean that in the military sense of a physical tank. It is still your big frontline bruiser. Mm-hmm. These things, are, uh, the, the Spinos now, though, I mean, having a couple of Spinos to skirmish in while, during, while your Rex is engaging theirs, having a Spino suddenly come in and join in on the fight, that's going to be a huge difference, but it's a support yeah. tank. Uh, it's a support combat unit, not a lead combat unit still mm-hmm. right all right so um let's move on to the argentavis rico i think you're the only one really who's had any experience with this since we are primarily on aberration what's your impression of the Argent so far 
Okay, so while I really only I only have like one art I only had one Argent when I was on my island server, and we just started moving over to a Ragnarok server. Literally, like the process of moving, I'm walking up to get start tran taking the saddles off all of my uh, birds, and I turn around and I'm just looking up uh, at, at my Argent. I'm like, "What the hell are you? Where did you come from? I don't. You're an Argent. They're they're physically smaller than they used to be." Mm -hmm noticeably physically smaller like their body i picked up a fiamia with it and i was just it, it didn't it almost looked like I, it couldn't pick up the pig <laughs> but at the same moment when they're walking around they billow out their wings they they have this beautiful mix of a condor and a, a a vulture to them that just makes them do this proud regal thing plus they're much easier to store now mm -hmm. the way they That's wing sadly. over when they're turning it makes their flight seem so much more natural. And the only real complaint I could possibly give, and uh, uh, pardon uh, uh, for the use of language, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and be uh, clinical about my phrasing of it. It looks like what happens when a man's unit is a little too cold and shrinking. <laughs> it just sort of looks like the turtle poking out of the thing, only it's a beak. And it's very irritating. <laughs> it makes their neck look... I mean, they, they almost don't have a neck when you're flying. Right. Mm. So, Powell, you were trying to add something? They just look like huge vultures now, which mm -hmm. Argentavises are kind of like vulture family. Yeah. But I don't know. I saw them when we went over to the island to farm alphas, and I was like, the hell are these? <laughs> well, see, for, for all... I mean, I actually... It, of all the TLC ones so far... I was blown away by these because they're just so much different. I I can't prove yes, it yet, but they feel faster weird. when they're diving. And the ability to pick up they small things with the beak is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's is the one of the issues is that they can't pick up a hyenodon, I think. Although maybe that was patched. I do wish that they'd been like this back in the days, the legacy days where I was a solo player. Because I could have been building up so much faster with today's Argent. Oh, yeah. That I mean, the Smithy, reduction on... the Smithy uh, saddle is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, a really great change to the Argent for the better. And let's move on to the, the Parasaur. Now, love the fact that it's pretty much an alarm. You can uh, set a it... A bugged alarm. Yeah, a bugged alarm, uh, which I wanted to bring up because... While well, you can set it to raise an alarm for players only or players and the tame dinos or wilds or everything, if you place it on players or players and tame dinos, it's still going to give an alarm for the wild dinos, the carnivores, I should be more specific. So we've noticed that when they're in turret mode and there's suddenly a, a scorpion or a carno within their range, <laughs> we keep seeing such and such is has detected an enemy and that's another thing i really love about it is you change their name to the location they're in and you'll know the location where they're detecting the dino or the player or anything like that it's just that needs to be fixed by wildcard because i'm getting really sick and tired of freaking out every time there's a false alarm oh yeah quick go to behemoth gate oh, oh it's just a raptor exactly <laughs> and speaking of oh go ahead just gotta tame a small army of dodos and release them whenever you're attacking a base. Oh, that mm, that's that's an interesting uh, tactic to use. Yeah, false readings and then attack from your real. Wow, yeah, that's a good idea, Grub. Now uh, let's move on to the raptor. 
How are we liking the Raptors so far? Oh my I mean, Raptor Army Road one, so they kind of have a double jump now. Mm-hmm. It's very uh strange, but I mean I've been I've been breeding the heck out of Raptors uh ever since uh they announced it and when they came over the patch. I mean, visually, yeah, it's nice that they have uh feathers instead of stalks, but yeah, you don't notice so much. Yeah. So I've been very wary and careful around wild raptors now, especially if I'm on a megalo or a uh, a ravager, because I can get pulled off, and it's so annoying when you get pulled off. But uh, in a PvP setting, I've been hoping to test it. We haven't had the chance yet. But uh, one of the things I'm thinking of doing is either have them follow in on aggressive to a Parasaur or some other tanky dino to help defend your base against offline raiders, since they can pounce on i I assume uh the tamed ones will still pounce if nobody's riding them and they're on aggressive we're gonna have to test that as well yeah but it's another good way to test that later if you want yeah definitely i had completely completely missed that by the way when we were last talking about this that i guess they can pull you off a dino now yeah oh yeah i got pulled off or i actually got pulled off one of my ravagers just the other day Mm -hmm. though darkness could pull evidently pull you off rock drake Yes, oh, really? I heard one of us got pulled off by Sarko from their Spino as well. Oh, no. That has not happened to me yet. I hate that mechanic yet. so much. That happened to <laughs> that me. That has not happened to me yet. I got ripped yet, off a Spino but... and a Drake. Oh. Yeah, it, I know uh, Shigo got ripped off a Drake a bunch times. It certainly makes uh, the game much more challenging and certainly makes sure that you are paying attention to what's around you. Oh, yeah. So... Clarify, I think he was in if you're on ground, you're probably okay. Against the circle? What was that? Yeah, against the circle, I think. No, they'll still grab you and do it as well. So, so that's what I hate about it, is if you're attacking it on the ground, it can just randomly grab you off in the middle mm-hmm. of your attack. So yeah. just, yeah. there's some but we, that... but we already saw that with the, the Megalo, and then later on with the Crab. Oh, I know. And I didn't like it. Though. <laughs> at least like, with the crab or and the like, with the Megalo, you know, if the Megalo is looking down at you, it makes sense that they can grab you. And there are a lot of things smaller than the crab, so that kind mm-hmm. of makes sense there, too. But for the Sarko to be able to pull you off a Spino, I mean, I know the things can lunge, but they can't leap. Yeah. Unless somebody put them in Air Jordans or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just pictured so... uh, Sarko wearing sneakers. <laughs> Let's move on to the, the final one, the trike. Now, we haven't had much experience use, using the trike. Uh, so I, don't know I had something very weird happen with my trikes the other day. Mm-hmm. When I was abandoning my, our, when I was pulling everything off of the ab server, because we turned that one into the rag server, I uh, my trikes were all very you know, different looking. I'd tame them at different times, et cetera, et cetera. And they all downloaded the exact same skin. Yes. Um, hmm. Yeah, that happened. That was a complaint. I think they fixed it in this recent patch tonight oh that, that's that that's wonderful well i now have five quadruplets <laughs> Quintupl- i have now a group of quintuplet aberrant trikes yep i did get a surprise from them with their uh when i was out hunting one day with their with their buff they uh just this uh there's a spawn uh just a cluster of them and i i got completely surrounded and battered around for a while mm-hmm <laughs> their yeah. glow almost uh throws me off because i always think yeah awful. it's so weird to see but like, uh, oh, I no, do want to. Oh, never mind. It's a... <laughs> I do want to test a ram uh, ability where they charge it for a short period, then they um, sprint towards you and they'll stun you, stun the target when they hit it. And I want to see uh, how effective that stun is and whether or not it's viable to raise a bloodline and 
pump nothing but speed into the trikes. I wonder if they pretty they pretty much made a trike a rhino. Yeah, pretty I'm pretty much. sure the only reason they did that was because rhinos aren't on aberration and trikes are. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, oh, minus will have the trike do the same thing, but for aberration servers. Yeah, and it would be nice to be able to stun large uh, dinos like the Spino, the Rexes, the Rock Creeks with a trike if you're able to pull it off. So yeah, yeah, I know roll rats pretty much do the same as rhinos as well, but roll rats are. Ooh, they're very slow. Their turning radius is so horrendous. It's worse than a freaking T. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-patch. Pre-patch. Which is hard to believe. Yeah. Pre-patch. Now, once again, we love... I think it's safe to say we all love the TLC number two dino patch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just said oh, that... My, uh, my spine is now. <laughs> it just said that Wildcard is now stepping away from any further TLCs to, according to them, focus on fixing the game, working on issues and bugs. This was fixing the game, though. That's a thing. Yeah. So it was fixing the game in terms of balance and PvP and utilization and utility of the the, some of the older dinos. And I'd say that's an A-plus in my book for this particular TLC. Yeah. The TLCs could have came out a lot sooner because, yeah. what, the game's four, five years old? Uh, three. Three? It's going on three years. Five it came out in years. 2000. It feels like forever. It feels like forever. feels yeah. like several decades in our years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, back in the day, we, yeah, we thought, oh, the Anklulos are awesome and all that. Then they implemented the how metal weighs less. Oh, they could have... Um... The Yankees, that reminds me of somebody uh, in a previous uh, one of our podcasts, we read a comment about the Yankees getting a forge on their back. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. the most recent patch for one of my mods, Steampunk, did just that. <laughs> They're listening yeah, I to saw us. that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I just found that funny. That's pretty awesome. All right, so uh, I guess we can wrap it up here. So for our listeners, new and old, the we have the new arcs avenue segment where you can ask us arc related questions or ask us for advice on certain parts of the game if you do have any questions or requests for advice you can give us your questions in the comment section of the youtube channel or in our discord channel i'll provide an an invite to the channel in the comment section if you would like to chat with us or just hang out the podcast is also available now on itunes and various other services from episode 72 and onward so please subscribe to that and if you would rate and review us that would be awesome because it is now time to close out episode 82 of the archaeology podcast thank you to our participants this week and thank you for listening to us on youtube if you have enjoyed this week's episode feel free to like and share this video and subscribe to the channel you can also leave comments or questions for us in the comment section below goodbye and stay alive survivors bye Bye. 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 Good, uh, good job, Ark. My triceratops does now look different. I gotta be careful with my finger. Freaking hurts like hell every time I accidentally hit it. Then don't hit it. Try not to, but it's hard. When I'm not our fault. Your fingers hurt, man. Did I Probably say it was your fault? You shouldn't use musical instruments to cook with. <laughs> I gotta admit, I was very confused when you said a mandolin. Really? You guys... in the same... Oh my god. I've heard of it, John. Some of Thank us are you, more cultured Gilbert. than others. Thank you. Yes, another cultured gentleman in here. So I'm not alone. Because I'm like, am I stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I, I not that no yet. 
You can slice your fingers on a mandolin while playing it? While cooking? While cooking? How do Actually, you... it's the, if you just said, while well, playing a mandolin, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing odd there whatsoever. Nothing confusing. Nothing makes me ask any questions whatsoever. <laughs> on a mandolin while cooking, I am missing some important detail here. I'm yeah, not the alone. slicer is called a mandolin. It's always been called a mandolin. It's the first I'm time sorry. I've ever sliced my finger on a mandolin. I've I never usually even, call it a slicer. I never even cut myself on a knife, but the mandolin finally got me. You guys could always use the parasur, put the body bag in the parasur to protect it and move it. Sean, we've asked you to do one thing. Sounds like yes, and right now my finger is out of commission. It hurts like hell every time I try to use it. One reason we've got you in this tribe. Don't <laughs> get up. <laughs> Like, we don't expect much from you, ever, but this is the one thing we really need you to do. So, it's leg day, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Assume you had so lots I, of time I, to study up on tonight's topic since you're at the oh, DMV for six me? hours. I haven't even fired up Ark. I know nothing about the game. <laughs> um, but I figured I'll just listen in the first minute or two while I'm getting home, and then I'll get set up and self-join. Yeah, that's fine. Just give us your hours and when in the introduction, and then you can just listen in. You know that thing that Sean never does? I'm the listening. host. I can't really go into it. It kind of throws off the rhythm. Yeah, that Same reason he doesn't thing. like to reveal his sex. I don't like to reveal What? <laughs> Is that something that needs to be done? What are you trying to say here? Uh, have you heard your I'm voice? androgynous or something? We're a liberal podcast. You don't have to say. <laughs> Well, you do kind of have the vocal qualities oh of the guy they got for King Kai on DBZ Abridged, so. <laughs> wow. 